0: Prepare your ears, humans. Happy Sad Confused begins now. Today on Happy Sad Confused, Lily Collins returns to talk Windfall and Emily in Paris. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy Sad Confused. And yes, we have a returning guest. It's been four, maybe five years. It's crazy. Time flies. Uh, Since Lily Lily Collins has been on the podcast, um, I always love catching up with her. I've known and chatted with Lily at literally every juncture of her career, right from the beginning. Um, And it's remarkable. It's always great to see... You know these actors progress in their careers and to track them through their life and professional changes. Uh, Lily has gotten married in the last year and she is now collaborating with her husband, Charlie McDowell, a great filmmaker, on the new film Windfall. She stars in it alongside Jesse Plemons and Jason Siegel. It is on Netflix right now. It is a bit of a Hitchcockian uh, thriller, twisty and turny, uh, essentially a three hander, those three actors, and uh makes some you know has some surprising twists to it and it's fun it's a good one um basically she plays uh, half of a couple with jesse plemons um they're it there i believe it's maybe it takes place in ohio something like that and a uh intruder played by jason jason siegel enters the picture and uh shenanigans ensue but not the con- not fun shenanigans dark twisty scary shenanigans. Uh, Well worth your time though. Check out Windfall. It's on Netflix right now. Also on Netflix is of course Emily in Paris. Two seasons worth on Netflix. Um, I think it's been seen by like a hundred gajillion people by now. Two more seasons are on the way. So of course I caught up with Lily about that. Um, And just all sorts of stuff that's going on in her career. She's now producing a lot more. Um, she has since worked with No Less Than David Fincher in Manx since we last chatted, so this was a nice excuse for a catch-up, and she is just so easy to talk to always, and like I said, happy for her success. She's a good egg. Uh, Lily Collins, Windfall, check it out. Other things to mention, a lot going on as always, let's see, chatted with Amy Schumer. She's got a really cool new show called Life and Beth on Hulu. That conversation is on MTV News' YouTube page check that out. It was really good to reconnect with Amy after a long while. She's, of course, hosting the Oscars this weekend, co-hosting the Oscars, I should say, Uh, rooting for her and rooting for a great show. We'll see what happens. Is it going to be CODA, guys? It could be CODA. I'd kind of be down with that. I loved CODA. Um, Power the Dog still has a good shot. We, of course, love our Benedict and our Jesse Plemons and our Kirsten Dunst and our Cody Smith-McPhee. So, um, you know, an embarrassment of riches at the Oscars. I'm pretty much a fan of every film nominated for Best Picture, so can't really go wrong. But um, I don't know. I think I might be rooting for Coda. It, It made me happy ever since I saw it like, I don't know, 14 months ago. Um, so really cool to see that one uh, emerge as potentially the front frontrunner. Um, let's see what else. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. So much going on over there. Uh, we just posted a new piece of content from the Outlander red carpet. That was a lot of fun. That's patreon.com slash Confused As always, you can view video versions of the podcast when possible. And usually it is. For instance, this conversation with Lily is available uh, right now on the Patreon page tons of Outlander content, tons of game nights. Again, if you uh, subscribe at the $10 level on the Patreon, you get every single game night we've done, which is probably, I don't know, maybe 20 episodes by now. The most recent uh, ones were some of the Outlander cast and some of the cast of the After Party. So, um, yeah, check it out. A lot of cool stuff over there. What other stuff should I mention? Oh, well, we do have, I'll, I'll tease this, I can't say who yet, but we have at least one... 92Y event coming up. We're going to announce it very, very soon. I'll be back at 92Y doing a live version of Happy, Say, Confused. We've done two so far with Sam Hewen, with Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, at least one more coming up in the next month. Maybe, maybe more. We're working on a few things. So exciting stuff there. Um, those are all the teases. That's all the promos and plugs. Let's get right to the main event. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. But in the meantime, enjoy me and the star of the new film Windfall on Netflix right now. It's Lily Collins. It has been far too long since Lily Collins has been on the podcast. Buddy, it's so good to see you. I understand so you're, you too. you're doing all right. You're just telling me about your many ailments. We're, we're, we're now old enough that we just, yeah. that's the first thing we start with, ailments.
1: It's 100% true. It's like, I don't think I've seen you since I am now in my 30s. And yeah, we were saying during the pandemic, you got so used to being comfortably dressed, whether that be flat shoes or sweatpants. And so when I started doing photo shoots again, wearing heels was so foreign to me and my feet were like, yeah, right. You're kidding me. <sighs> And uh, and like and my arch dropped, I then had to wear insoles and have every single pair of shoes for Emily in Paris have their own insole because I couldn't wear them without it being super painful. And I'm running around the streets of Paris, supposedly looking easy. Um, meanwhile I'm like on fire. <laughs> this, like,
0: is this is acting. This is this is why she earns the big bucks. She makes it look like she's not dying out there for your for your entertainment. Oh my god.
1: Oh, man. Thank God we didn't have heels in Windfall. That's all I (laughs) got to say. This is not happening. (laughs) We have a lot to
0: catch up on. So Windfall is the new film. I know. We're going to dive into that one. I do feel like I've been remiss because, you know, I feel like, I don't know if you're familiar with the 7-Up series. I feel like that's what I've been doing with Lily Collins my entire life. Every every couple (laughs) years, I'm the unofficial biographer, (laughs) and I feel like I'm
1: just... so true, actually. <laughs> I do feel like every time, starting with all the way back when, it was like every time it would be this, you'd add on.
0: <laughs> it's good. Is it the meteoric rise? <laughs> no, it's great. Um no, it's um, lovely. You're you're in New York, as I understand. You're in my my hometown, yes, right? Yes, yes. Has, How's yeah. New, New York treating you? What are your New York oh, um Oh, the weather is
1: gorgeous. It is, right? Um, Charlie knows New York better than I do. He spent a lot of time here so... He'll, he takes me all around like his favorite spots or where he used to live. And just where we, I love downtown West village, East village, just, it's so, it's so fun down here. And we just kind of love wandering. That was the thing I actually most, one of the things I missed most during, you know, quarantine was the ability to get lost and have time just happen. And you're not staring at your phone or your watch going, okay, so yeah. How long am I going to be gone for? What am I doing? What's my closest hand sanitizer? You know, and it's just the idea that you can get lost in a city and just wander and go into a store. And that is just so fun and it's like so adventurous. So we've been having really good meals, seeing a couple of people in town that we now are here. We did a screening at the Metrograph, which is the most insanely gorgeous theater it's a cool theater right Um, yeah yeah. Yeah. it's so cool we did a screening for for the movie and just here doing press for a couple days
0: are you willing to admit as a a foodie that new york might have a little bit of advantage in some areas over over la or is are are your la roots just too strong that you can't go there you
1: know i will say that the sushi in la is amazing no you're right great sushi yeah you know, like hands down I feel. But there but there's so many we were in Koreatown last night for dinner at this amazing spot. Yeah, there's just all sorts of food here on one city block, which I love.
0: Yes. And You've you're got some walking. We walk
1: everywhere. In it's LA you're driving, right? So it's like a destination spot place. Whereas here you can just wander into a random spot that you never knew existed. And that's like the beauty of being able to go by foot. Whenever
0: mess. whenever I, and I, I've only been to LA, it's so crazy to say, I've only been there once in the last two years, which is bizarre to me. But like, whenever I go out there, um, I'm that crazy New Yorker that never got his driver's license. So i will like oh if god. if i can yeah. i'll go by foot and i look like a crazy man on the street people look at me like "What is? oh you're one of problem? those guys like
1: <laughs> when they're like what's wrong with your car sir do you not have a bike <laughs> and you're like i am choosing to do exercise for myself okay i mean we walk all day and i look at my step count and i'm like oh my god but it's not even three o'clock and i'm there whereas in la you like go to the gym but you don't have your phone on and you're like i swear i stepped certain amount and then you get your car and go somewhere and you're like I feel like I've been so lazy today
0: what about okay so the other aspect of New York I wanted to bring up in relation to Windfall is theater because we're going to get into the theatricality uh, yes. of, of the film but like have you ever to my mind I don't think you've done stage work have, is that a temptation or no, are you interested
1: I would love to I did it when I was growing up you know, like as a as a kid, I did musicals and and stage plays and stuff, and I I just loved it. I love the live audience element of it. I love the fact that it's alive every single night that you're playing with your peers, sparring in the moment. Like it's just living and breathing. And uh, I've I've yet to do it, and I've, I've I've always wanted to venture into whether it be um, here on Broadway or the West End in England. Like, but I've I that is something I'm kind of Pursuing, but also waiting to see what happens. Um, Also like someone cast me. (laughs) (laughs) There's that aspect of it. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) No, there's also the aspect of like, like, yeah, I'm here, of free. It would be David, so David, fun. David Fincher
0: will write her a letter of recommendation. What do you need, folks? Come yeah, on. Yeah,
1: somebody exactly. Somebody, somebody, help me out here. No, it would be so fun. But well, yeah, it's it's definitely intimate and a fun experience. Like, well,
0: you you can stage. offer up Windfall as a little bit of uh, an example because this there's a lot of theatricality to this one. This is this is a great flick from uh, you, uh, you, Jesse Plemons, who I just adore. Mm. He's been on the podcast. God, I he, love him. I'm like he's a capable of giving a bad performance. Uh it's great to see Jason so flex true. different kinds of muscles in recent years he continues in this I know he's worked with Charlie before as I recall right yes yep. so they
1: actually all three of them did the discovery together I forgot Jesse um, was in it too so that's right Jesse okay, yeah. is in it he plays uh Jason's brother right. and so I think Charlie's known Jess uh, Jason rather for like 18 years he cast him in his AFI film his film school film short wow. uh, and then Jesse and Charlie met Uh, during I think the discovery and then uh, you know Charlie worked with Kirsten and so they kind of were a troop they knew they had like such a rapport they have worked the same way before whereas I was new to the group in that the idea of being able to collaborate so much together and have that kind of language between them was new for me I'm I'm more used to making the best of what's given to you. And, and kind of seeing what's there and then molding from there. Whereas this was very much the situation where it's like, here's an incredible script, here's you know the, the bones and the structure of the story, but do you have anything to add? Who do you think she is? What do you wanna say? How do you feel this would go? Oh, if Jesse's gonna say this, how would wife react? And so it's so interesting to shift and go, oh, this is more like a stage play. These are, this is an opportunity To make it my own and take ownership in a way that I haven't before yep um which is really freeing
0: well this is a clearly a unique experience for many in many respects you alluded to a lot of them this is a film that uh story I imagine originated with your now husband Charlie uh Charlie McDowell uh, who also directed it um and you guys are all producers on it. it sounds like you're all like you know buddies to different degrees over the years. You're the, yeah. the, the relative newbie in the group, but talk to me a little <laughs> bit about, so like Charlie. so, so had Charlie been like noodling with this prior to the pandemic or was this a fresh idea that he no. came up with in the middle of it all?
1: This is about two months in okay. for the pandemic and Jason, Charlie, Andrew, Kevin Walker, who wrote it, as well as Justin later, Charlie's writing partner who wrote it with Andy. The four of them got on Zoom and they were like, doing a check-in of like hey dudes how are you you know what's you know just like a mental health check-in essentially which is like what we were all doing and then they were talking about wanting to be creative during the pandemic and how do we do that charlie what he like does so well as single locations and makes it very much a character in of itself like his first film and and so they were talking about this idea and jason's the one that came up with the concept and they all started talking and then just like progressively doing more and more zooms I would be in the peripheral like in the kitchen or in the living room like I'd hear all these conversations and then Charlie would talk to me afterwards and then there was a draft and there was a first draft or rather there was a, an outline and then a draft and and so I was never involved other than just hearing it and just supportive and curious and then the more time went on, you know, Jason was obviously always going to be in the movie, and then Jesse came on board, and then there was wife. And I talked to the guys. You know, we really—it wasn't a shoe in, it wasn't a given, it wasn't written for me. It was very much a process, which is so funny. People don't believe. I'm like, no, it was a process. Like this was not this was not a given. Uh, and that's so how it would it, it would it would have
0: been okay if Charlie at some point was like, hey, I. The script really is coming together. I think we're going to go out to Jennifer Lawrence tomorrow. What do you think?
1: <laughs> oh, there were multiple conversations where it was like di- talking about actors, like other actresses. Oh, really? like we were wow. talking about other people. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, it was not with me. I mean, it, by any means, we, we were talking about all types of actors and actors, you know, like, and giving opinions and thoughts. And, um, and then, it just got whittled down and down and down and we were talking about the character and then it was well would you and i'm like oh i i'd love to but it was it was just a, it had to it was a question it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a given
0: this, um, we haven't even given much of the premise, but I mean, almost the, the, the less you know, the, the better. You're going to know within five minutes, sort of like the premise of the film. Basically, it is mostly a three hander between these the three actors we've discussed. Mm. Um, this is a couple you and Jesse play that, uh, maybe is not in the idyllic bliss of you and Charlie, uh, <laughs> experience. <laughs> and uh, exactly, and Jason Siegel enters the picture as an intruder, and um. And yeah, there, there are some unexpected twists and turns. As you mentioned, there are no names. Is that freeing in a way? Is like, are you at a certain point? Yeah. Like, can't we just call her Jane? Like, can't we just for the sake of it? Or is well, that add something?
1: Honestly, I feel like my name ended up being babe, babe, totally. babe. <laughs> That's an indicator. That's <laughs> the biggest no. indicator
0: of, in the relationship, by the way, it's right? It's
1: literally, I mean, but yeah, so there were, I guess, kind of a couple reasons why there weren't names. But the main one in particular is just the idea that there's something so personal about a name. So if an audience can associate and attribute a name and then a, a, a memory or a quality to someone else they knew with that name, or there's already kind of a bias and, and a understanding of a person based on a name. And right. we didn't want that to be the case right off the bat because every one of these characters is flawed. Every one of them makes a choice that gets them to where they end up. And to attribute a name to them felt like a slight disservice to the equality of giving the opportunity for audience members to relate one, uh, to, to one or more of the characters. Yeah, And the longer they go on in this confined space, you know, Jason is very much a nobody to the two of them. CEO right. is playing into the role of what a ce what his, he's almost just, he is just CEO and wife is the wife to nobody. So everyone's almost playing the, character that they assume each other are to them and so it just became again very much kind of like a play in that you would have on the billing kind of this is who plays ceo this is who plays wife this is play and so it it did just feel like the best way to kind of keep it an even playing field for people to relate to one another
0: is is it freeing after doing a show that that I know you love the costumes and the, the fashion, but like after doing six <laughs> costume changes a day, I would imagine for Emily and Paris oh to be basically the same wardrobe for a few weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, one wardrobe for the entire production and how to make it slightly different. You know, it's then those questions are like when do you wear the jacket? Because then the jacket breaks it up a little bit. But then do you be a little more disheveled? Do you, Like, how do you make it somewhat interesting over sure. and over again? But yeah, it definitely, like we were talking about with shoes, wearing flats was really great. Um, <laughs> but it's it's something that, you, you know, none of the characters obviously know that they're going to end up in this predicament. So it has to be realistic in that, like, what would they be wearing sure. on a normal day, especially CEO and wife. Um, but we, we went through many iterations of who wife was and we're like, she's not a heel wearing girl on her off time. So let's just put her in like really cute flats. But then at the same time, they're not made for running. They're also like a beige, which is not great for when there's, you know, any, any type of thriller drama element to it. Um, and she's in this like really beautiful silk top that is like more stunning and sophisticated than it is. You know dark comedic horror thriller not horror but like hitchcockian thriller type sure. movie it's like it's, it's just it's a little unexpected yeah. um but very expected for her type of role just there's, not in this
0: as you well know there's there's always been this fascination with like you know couples husbands and wives working together in, in this fashion you guys have never collaborated before is there is part of you like worried like wait work with Lily is a little bit different than off-time Lily? Is work Charlie gonna be a little bit different than off Like, What if you find out working with Charlie, you're like, oh wait, he's an asshole on set. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I mean, that was a real risk, you know? <laughs> um, no, I had heard enough about the way in which he worked from actors and also just other heads of department because he, he really stays very loyal to his crew and there are certain people that he's worked with so many times. And um, I think, I had heard so much that he's a super communicative and collaborative actors director who really first and foremost puts the the idea of grounding the story in truth and making the actors feel comfortable, like that's first and foremost. And that's what you want in an environment. You wanna feel trustworthy and nurtured and creatively fulfilled and challenged. And those are also what you want in a life partner um, or it's what I want. So it's it's really, amazing to kind of, that translates to have that kind of partner also be that in work. And yeah, it's definitely not expected and it's, it's quite rare, I guess. Um, but I didn't know how that was going to go. And of course people were like, oh, wow, this is, this could be a risk. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I just, I feel like he sometimes creatively believes in me more than maybe I believe in myself. So there's going to be something there. I think that'll challenge me. And I have to be totally honest. There were so many moments I forgot I forgot it was Charlie Charlie. I was like, oh, this is just my director. He right. treats all of us the same. And it was like an acting troupe. It felt very much like the Cassavetti's troupe vibe of of you just all have like a second hand like you have a different language and you just get what each other's thinking. And because he's worked with them so much before, there was this idea of familiarity and, and um just a comfort. Yeah. Which was which was really wonderful, especially in a film like this, because wife is at the beginning more quiet and undermined, undervalued, and she grows. And at the same time as she's having this kind of downward spiral trajectory of losing her mind in a sense, she's also on an upward gaining a voice. And so playing those at the same time, there's kind of this fine line or kind of like um, tiptoeing of a line that you need to feel guided. So it was really nice to feel kind of guided by him.
0: I'm I'm glad that collaboration worked out, and I'm glad that (laughs) we we have the film uh, in the Lily Collins Netflix queue. There should be a channel by now. There should just be the Lily Collins Netflix. So
1: funny! It's it's very. I'm very grateful to them. I really have to say, like Netflix is that they're they've been very very supportive.
0: (laughs) Look, it could have could have got you. Could have been like you. You chose the right horse. You could have been in the Quibi queue. You could you you went the right. Oh boy! Yeah.
1: Would have been a quick one, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, outside of Windfall, uh, you have a lot of exciting things that have happened in the last year. I'm of course um, mentioning your appearance in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is more important than your marriage. Uh, your
1: I mean, obviously those like four to five seconds were were some of the coolest four to five seconds I've probably done, I will say. <laughs> that was, and to get to work with Ted, um, yes. who's now my like, you know, father-in-law, it, it was so funny and, Honestly, it felt like a real career like wow. Curb your enthusiasm. This is like this is a moment.
0: Are, are you a secret n- neurotic? Really are you a secret neurotic? Because in my experience, I feel like you're like you're pretty chill. You're pretty you're you're a positive force in the universe. You don't seem to be carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, but maybe you've just been hiding it from me for 15 years. I don't know.
1: I think I think, you know, I am definitely a I like to think positively. I like to feel like light and and positive when I can. But yeah, I mean, I think if if anything, over the past two years I've learned that I have more anxiety than I thought I did. And that I I definitely sometimes can feel like I have to take on everyone's problems. Whereas in fact I've learned you can't and you shouldn't. Um but it is something that I that I feel there were there's so many things in curve that I can relate to. And I was like this is going to be so great to just be a part of it in some small way and have fun with it. Cause it's such a, it's such a, it's like a beacon. Like it's, it it's Larry David, you know,
0: he's the best. Uh, also the best <laughs> I've, I've, I've discovered, uh, in my copious research that, um, I've discovered Redford. I've discovered the Redford in your life. Um,
1: I mean, yeah, well, I, it's just what a, what a legend.
0: I mean, <laughs> redford the dog i'm now i'm gonna start following uh his instagram account this is lily's adorable dog i got a dog in the last year i've become an insane dog dad oh my god obsessed dog
1: dad Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm
0: not resenting the fact that redford has almost as many instagram followers as i do um i still have the edge (laughs) but i need to up my game
1: (laughs) you know he got recognized almost equally slash sometimes when I didn't get recognized in Paris shooting the show, Redford would get recognized. I mean, it was wild. Charlie would be walking him on one of the bridges and they'd be like, oh, is that Redford? <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, what?
0: I always it, say it was wild. The last year uh, uh, since getting Lucy, our, our pit, uh sweet. pit mix, uh very sweet. Um, I feel like I now know what it's like to be like a celebrity. Like I walk on the street and I get like heads turned Thanks to my gorgeous dog.
1: Because, yeah, exactly. They're like, no one, a gorgeous dog or a cute dog or just a personality filled dog, it never doesn't brighten your day in some way. People are always looking for reasons to smile. And I feel like that's just like the perfect, the perfect reason, especially if you're walking like walking your dog people will stop and say something
0: totally all right so let, let's talk um uh, movies tv we love i asked you for a comfort movie before we get to that i'm just curious yes. um do you guys watch the same stuff at home do you have differing opinions are you introducing each other to different kinds of films different kinds of tv give me a sense of it
1: i'd love to say i'd love to say that i introduced charlie to movies but charlie Definitely introduces movies to me, um, things that I probably should have seen over the years that um, that 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 I just d- didn't have time for. I don't we're know. Not, we're not um, shaming
0: people here. Nobody's. We're seen not. It all. You know, I'm
1: not. I definitely have gotten past that space. <laughs> um, I know he he's he has an amazing he has amazing taste in film, and that's because fra- he you know he went to AFI, like he's definitely a film buff. Um. And everything from also like hysterically bad movies in like, you know, from the past or just like really incredible films. So we, he, we watch all of those. Um, and then I like to think that I've exposed him to a little more, you know, bad reality TV, perhaps. I think I, I think I've really cultured him in the ways of, of Bravo yeah. in a lot of ways. And, you know, he was always a fan of some of them, but I feel like, Potentially on the Real Housewives, I may have expanded him to more cities. I like to say
0: <laughs> he's no, he's more um, <laughs> worldly now. Yeah, he's more. That's great. He's
1: more worldly. He, you know, it uh, completely. Um, we we balance each other out. We really do. It's <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun. Uh, you know, binging. Uh, right now, we're really into a lot of the swindling happening on Netflix.
0: Oh, like Tinder Whether swindler that's like or Tinder
1: swindler or bad vegan or the Anna Delvey story. I mean, there's just actually so many swindlers going on.
0: <laughs> it's the right hot now. thing right now. Are it's you jealous? There's a lot. There's a are lot. You, are you jealous of Julia Garner's accent as Anna Delvey? It's it's kind of hypnotic. You just want oh to do God. it. Oh my God!
1: It's it's truly. I mean, of course, we now try to talk like that <laughs> when we're saying random things, and it just never seems to work out.
0: You, wanted, you wanted I to? I just love you.
1: that there was such a method to what she created. I think yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. All right. So the this- layers.
0: So I, I asked for a comfort movie. This is one that hasn't come up surprisingly since I've been doing this the last uh, year and a half or two. I'm um, shocked. I know shocked. it is kind of shocking. Um, tell us your tell us your movie. Give me the the brief um, pitch for why this is a go
1: to comfort movie oh for Lily my Collins. God. My go to my go to comfort movie is Love Actually. It has been since it came out, and it also became this movie that every Christmas season some of my best friends and i would just have to watch it anytime that i watch it i i smile and i feel warm inside i think not only because of the english accent because growing up in england anytime i hear a british accent i feel straight back to comfort to youth to home in a sense even though la is home england will always be the other home and i'm so much of a dual citizen but at my heart i wait i feel way more european so when, when i'm hearing it it makes me feel so comfortable also i just it was the first time i remember i remember seeing so many interlocking storylines weave in and out of each other in such a smart way and hugh grant is just so wonderfully hugh grant in this movie and and alan rickman Um, and the Alan Rickman, uh, Emma Thompson stuff is just, oh God, Emma Thompson, like just even as a young kid, I was, it was heartbreaking. And, and I just, all, all of, all of the characters and Kieran Knightley, every single person makes you feel something different. And Laura Linney I mean, I could literally talk about every single (laughs) character arc and the music, you know, it just, it brings me back to that first time I saw it every single time I watch it. Um, what's the and it what's doesn't the scene? If it's Christmas or not?
0: Give give me give me one scene. scene. I know you could. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, actually, there's there's kind of like two scenes. One is, of course, when Hugh Grant is dancing on the staircase and he's like doing all his moves and you're just you're listening to it and you're like I I do that I dance and when that when I think no one's watching and then the way that he like turns around and she get he catches you know gets caught and he's like and anyway uh it's like it's so Hugh Grant and it's so suave and it's so smart and I and I just love it um and I also love Colin Firth so for some reason whenever he shows up at the door and they're like, oh, I hate Uncle Jamie. When he like leaves, like with the little kids, or when, you know, Kira Knightley's being asked with the, um, the cards, With the yeah. signs yeah. and the cards. It's like my friend asked somebody to prom that way when we were in high school. And <laughs> it was just like, because, because, because of the movie. And I'm like, oh, how do you think? I mean they didn't end up going together this is another, it's another story, but you know, it, it really impacted us growing up. Um, is
0: Andrew Lincoln though, creepily stalking Keira Knightley's character? Is it, there's been a lot of talk about this, whether it's romantic or just like totally wrong. I mean, this guy's taking secret zoomed in video at her own wedding. It's a little weird.
1: I know, you know, having now had a wedding, I think about that and I'm like, that would be really creepy. (sighs) um <laughs> that imagine? would be really weird i don't think i'd be moved by that i think yeah. it would just be really really creepy yeah you know actually no one's asked me that so i you know there's an element of creep um but i think that mostly i'm going to choose to go with the like banoffee pie vibe which is just like okay. you know good for her for saying no but okay. also like acknowledging how how much guts that took and also just at the end of the day she knows who she loves and she's, she, she goes with that. And, and I, I, I feel like, how are you for telling her, but maybe, you know, less Zoom, <laughs> less Zoom next time, you know, a little less yeah. Zoom.
0: There's a lesson in there. <laughs> um, I guess the timing hasn't been right for you in a Richard Curtis movie. He doesn't make many movies. And now I don't even know if he's gonna direct again. He's kind of like-
1: I can't even tell you how much I would love that. Yeah, I'm such a Richard Curtis fan. I mean, of course, but like those movies define so much of an era for me or just growing up like they were so so wonderful
0: um last time we spoke we got a chance to geek out a bit i believe about the warren Beatty experience since then you've worked with fincher it's insane amazing like these like rare (laughs) filmmakers that most actors don't get a chance to work with in that capacity um it's it's kind of been a fascinating arc for your career because like most actors of your generation by now have done like the spandex superhero thing and, and you haven't done that but you have done like these ultimate auteurs has that been (laughs) by design like you've done the superhero audition thing I'm sure by
1: now yeah 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 oh yeah for sure and (laughs) I've done the superhero audition yeah um and you know again it's something that that would be really fun I I I, I'm not the kind of actor that says like I would never do that because I think it would be really fun and there's some fun stories that haven't been told yet you know and so that's something that I'm very much open to. And like you said, I've definitely been in the audition rooms. Um, but also, there are opportunity, like you said, that there are certain opportunities of which I have really fought for, you know, for, for Warren's movie, as well as for Mank. I mean, multiple auditions, Zooms, before I even knew what Zoom was, I flew back and forth from Paris during the season of Emily to do reads and camera tests and all that kind of stuff with and I think it's just, I love learning from masters and I love surrounding myself, whether it's a lead role or a small part in something that is so monumental for me to just witness as a human or as an actor, to watch all the department heads doing their things so brilliantly because these these creators um, are, are putting together the best of the best. And you're really surrounding yourself with these incredible this incredible team of artists um and so it's definitely about the the long haul the long run and like where do you see yourself and who do you want to learn from but if I could just snap my fingers that would be too easy but it's it takes it takes a grueling amount of of time to you know audition for all of these things but it's a funny like you said it's kind of it's a funny way to start out because at least, but for, it's also great because I feel like I've learned so much and not just in front of the camera, but like about creating and telling stories. And, you know, if something's not out there and it's not written yet, okay, find the IP and do it yourself.
0: Right. You know, and
1: that, that's something that I was told from very early on that I didn't quite understand until all of a sudden you find yourself in the position to go, Oh yeah, those stories aren't being told or there is this cool book or this article. And why, why couldn't I just do that? So it takes the teachers to, to believe in yourself to do that.
0: Well, and and not to mention, I mean, you're practicing what you're preaching and that you're producing more now and you have much more of a creative hand. Uh, Obviously we haven't even talked about Emily in Paris, which I mean, like is, (laughs) I mean, congratulations. Uh, I mean, that one must be so creatively satisfying for you. You guys are two seasons in two more already um, have been greenlit. Um, you're a producer on the show. It's, you know, these things don't always work and don't always resonate. And I I got to think that it's a different sort of creative satisfaction being front mm-hmm. and center in something like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk to me like, yeah, how does this, how does this, how does this experience thus far um, most uniquely uh, been different than everything else you've done? I and mean, what do you think of when you think of that? For For Emily, for Emily? yeah
1: well you know when we started it we had no idea obviously first of all when it would come out and also the fact that it would come out when it did when the world needed to laugh and escape and travel more than ever yeah and so the idea that art is healing it can be therapeutic so i've done things in the past like for instance to the bone which is healing and therapeutic in its own way and to laugh and to cry like those both of those are forms of healing. So for Emily to come out when it did and to provide people with smiles and laughter, that was a gift to, to me and to all of us who were taking part in creating it, whether in front of or behind the camera, because it was proof to us that what we did mattered in a way that we weren't even maybe expecting. Right. And to be able to then go to a second season um, and to be given the opportunity to either learn from things that worked or didn't work season one, to hear what people thought, to take either criticism or just creative remarks of ideas and to implement them, to listen, to grow, to choose what makes, um, what will make us as humans feel like we're doing a better job or better representation in the show. There are just so many ways in which we were given the opportunity to do that. And as a producer, I found it really important that I in some way use my voice with the other voices to amplify those thoughts and ideas and to not just think oh I'm just one person how can I how can it be any different or what can I do that will will really have an impact and I was really proud of all of us to be able to make a second season like we did during the pandemic with no shutdowns in a city in Europe which was not covid Free. Yeah. I mean, Paris was was really quite bad at the beginning and then it got a lot better, but um, to be able to then see what we created in season two to then be told you're gonna get a three and a four, it was really wonderful and freeing and to know that now the story can take shape in all new ways, you know? And it, it just was a wonderful first experience for me to be a producer on something because it was my first experience to be embraced that much in the writer's room and with Darren and with my fellow producers and told, no, it, you what, what are your thoughts? Like, we really wanna know, it does matter. And so it was a great first experience for that. And then, yeah, on Windfall um, as well in a very smaller version of that, but it was that same empowering feeling yeah. uh, of bringing your voice to the table and being encouraged.
0: It, it must also just be just immensely, as you well know, having done this a while now, um, even with the best of intentions, things don't resonate like Emily did. Like it, it really became and has become part of the zeitgeist. Like I was watching again, um, the Peyton Manning uh, thing on SNL, which I mean.
1: Crazy. <laughs> when we've, i I've never, my phone blew up so much when that happened. People that I never even knew knew the show were knowing the show because of Peyton. And then they were like, Did you ever think that, you know, that someone like that would, you know, reference the show and wear a beret? I was like, No, you you could have asked me anyone in the world and I probably would never have assumed. <laughs> but I my biggest question is like, so is he a fan? Like I wanna actually know, was the is there a truth to this? Because on Super Bowl Sunday, his production company tweeted a picture of him on the back lot of a studio with Emily and Paris posters behind him saying that he was in his happy place. And I'm like, <sighs> what is does that mean? this a bit or is this real? Are, What's happening? Is, yes, like, are we is it true? Because if it's true, I'm dying to know. And you know, but it's it was so funny. I yeah, really my phone my phone was going crazy.
0: Is there a place for Peyton in season three? What what would you cast Peyton Manning
1: as? There would Avengers? always there would always be a place if, if, I think there would always be a place. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I just need to know, like, is it real? <laughs>
0: Don't play me. Know. Don't joke with me. I'm fragile. Yeah,
1: exactly. This is not funny.
0: Are you able to ever now go out on the street dressed like a schlub? I mean, because that betrays now the image that you've created. Like,
1: I mean, honestly, I yes. I mean, the thing is, I Emily is so put together and bright and bubbly and all, all the time, and she's so fun to play. But it's not realistic for me. I, I'm for definitely. I love fashion. No, for excess totally brand yeah. uh, I love fashion, but I also deeply maybe it's with age I deeply love comfort and I think there's a way to have both but honestly when you're for something like Emily where you really are getting dressed up in you know six to eight outfits per episode and it's 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 a lot all the time um the one thing I want to do when I'm on my alone off time doing whatever it is that we're doing is be low maintenance like I don't I I really it's it takes the fun out of it then if it becomes all the time. Right. And right. so I like it to live as, as its own thing. Um, and I'll never not love dressing up, but it also, I like to keep it for fun because otherwise the second I start to not resent it, but like dread, then I'm like, okay, the, you can't do that. Cause I don't want to do that at all. I, I want it to feel fresh each time and, and I'm super grateful for it. So I don't want it to wear off ever.
0: You you have a lot going on. We've mentioned obviously you have two more seasons to do with Emily and Paris. I presume you're going to start shooting relatively soon the, the next season. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You have to you have to manage Redford's Instagram account. I assume you're the one managing it. Uh, um, actually,
1: oh, no, that, that would doing? be Charlie. Charlie's Yeah. Charlie's- <laughs> Charlie's- I mean, we kind of do. We kind of do it together. But it was so funny at the beginning. He's like, "We're not. Our dog is not going to have socials." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." And then all of a sudden, Charlie's the one doing it, and I'm like, "You." totally have to eat your words um because and so we both are like we both are doing it now but yeah it's it's really a charlie-led production funny
0: i've considered the same thing for lucy we'll see one of these days i'll I'll buckle um but i'm
1: insta insta friends
0: um but i'm thinking okay what do we we secret into the universe this time last time we chatted it it hasn't come to fruition yet but we talked about tim burton love excuse me Um, oh my god yes so we so we still need to get on that um, now we're putting in Richard Curtis into the universe. We're putting in the the superhero role when it comes. We're not in the when it when it happens yeah, in the right way. When
1: it, totally. And stage, stage, we're gonna and put st- that into the universe. Okay. I think stage would be really fun. Stage would be a great, a great experience. I hope. I yeah. mean, I've auditioned for <laughs> stage before, and, you know. Not, but who, not, knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's good, but but you know I. Since I saw you last, it's like, got married, have a dog, you know, there's like a lot of life things that have changed, and I would never have imagined necessarily that last time we spoke, so it's, it's, it's nice to just see what happens, and life throws your way, I mean, we did just go through a crazy two-year pandemic, um, which is, it's obviously still very much real, but it, you just never know what's going to happen, and no while to talk to you after all that time. It's, it it's feels crazy. like just yesterday. And then you look back and go, Oh my God, it wasn't at all.
0: I know it feels like for all of us, we had this kind of weird, like two year, not a blank spot. Cause you certainly have accomplished a lot, but it does feel like time just changed. Like our notion of what time was and, and our priorities.
1: Completely. And, yeah. It's Completely.
0: bananas. Well, I hope next time we do get to catch up in person. Um, and I'm so happy for, like, I love our check-ins because you look. You rack up me like too. awesome filmmaker after awesome filmmaker, and now you're producing. And I'm so happy for you and Charlie. And more importantly, for your, your enthusiasm you. role, which is the more most important thing you've done outside of Redford. I know.
1: I mean, it really is. I feel like I feel like that was a high.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's the kind of thing that really earns my respect. Obviously, I mean, look at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, honesty is <the, laughs> key. Yeah. Exactly. Um, have a good one. Enjoy my city, and I'll see you soon. Thank I hope.
1: You. So nice to see you again. I hope to see you in person very soon. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured
0: to do this by Josh.